Hi everyone, this is Ali Reza. You're listening to a new episode of Paytech Talk. Today we are going to have a new episode of CFI versus DeFi. And I'm very happy to uh, introduce you again to Henry and Gökhan, who joined me in the last episodes. And today I'm going to talk, or we are going to talk about two updates from a German regulatory perspective. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with the German regulator, regulator BaFin, uh, may know that we have two topics this week. One topic is uh, BaFin's publication on NFTs, non-fungible token. And the second publication is uh, BaFin's, um, yeah, it's actually not a publication. It's more like some news which we read in a, in some journal that BaFin is looking into the actions of Uniswap. And this one fits actually quite well to our main topic, CeFi versus DeFi. But let's start with NFTs. And when we talk about NFTs, so for those of you who are listening to our episodes before, they already already know that we discussed NFTs uh, also with Henry and Gökhan. Uh, but I want to ask uh, you, Henry, again, just to give a brief intro. What is an NFT? Okay. Yeah, as you already said, uh, NFT is an uh, abbreviation for non-fungible tokens. And they are... Uh, relatively new and uh, I think it's a very innovative way to buy, sell and trade uh, digital assets. So um, NFTs are unique digital assets that are stored on the blockchain, but are unlike traditional cryptocurrencies like uh, Bitcoins or Ethers, not fungible and cannot be exchanged for another. So NFTs are a uh, one of a kind and cannot be duplicated or replicated. And uh what uh well what, what is very interesting also is that they offer a new way for creators to monetize their work and for collectors to own and trade digital assets in a way that is secure uh, transparent and uh decentralized um what what do you think about uh, nfts uh Gökhan? we had a um uh, open sea uh, with a valuation of uh, billions, uh, but it's 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 a quiet uh, now. So what what's happening with the NFTs in art, and music, and sport, or maybe even in real estate? Uh, can you give us an update on that? Yeah, uh, first of all, hi to everyone. Um, interesting question, Henry. I guess the fame NFTs got is just because of the Bored Ape Yacht Club, when you remember all those pictures with the apes there in different sizes and shapes. And that happened, especially when we had the bull run in the crypto space and everyone was in the market there and, and NFTs was the hottest shit everyone could buy and even the evaluation for NFTs was pretty high. And after the market crashed a little bit or, you know, it uh, reduced a little bit the value of, of some of the NFTs and also the tokens and the coins over there. It got a little bit more quiet. I mean, people tried a little bit around those NFTs in the meta wars, you know, uh, buying shoes and T-shirts for the avatars from Gucci stores or Adidas stores, you know, but, but after the market crashed a little bit, people get out of the metaverse and, and didn't concentrate it or... And, and, on the NFTs and it got a little bit more quiet about that. But NFTs is a little bit more than just that. Cause if you ask me, NFT is just, you know, a certification about that you own something, you know, in the blockchain. And I know that, that many asset managers, or we also have a bank in Germany called the V-Bank. And I guess you guys know also the V-Bank and cause we met 
one of their uh, board members on, on a lunch and, and they store assets as NFTs, you know, and sell assets like old timers, piece of arts, and even sneakers. There's a huge market for sneakers and you buy bits and pieces like a saving plan for shares with those NFTs. So that is also another market for NFTs. And if you ask me, there will be definitely a market in the financial services industry for, for NFTs. You know, if you buy a share, for instance, and you, you get or you will get an entry in the shareholder register or something else. And again, an NFT, if you ask me, simple and plain is just a certification that you own something. It belongs to you and you can then sell it to someone else. And then you can enter the name of the new owner in that stuff, you know, and that is backed up in the blockchain and saved in the blockchain. And that is, I think, the more the crypto space gets regulated and we got a structure or we will get a structure into the crypto space, the more NFTs become a kind of commodity to that market, you know, new vehicles for the financial service providers to send also contracts which are paperless. And that's why I think the financial services industry will have a huge use of NFTs and there's a future for that. But again, it becomes with the mass adaption when crypto or the, even the crypto market itself becomes regulated and uh, people are not afraid to invest uh, into the crypto markets and we don't have less volatility. And I think this or the upcoming year will show a huge progress there when we have finally a kind of regulation, which will hopefully be also a global regulation for that. Uh, but but I think, therefore, coming to the regulation piece in, in Alariza, that is your sweet spot. Let's look at Germany, how Bafin is seeing the NFTs and how they are now regulating those kind of NFTs. Yeah, I mean, I fully agree with you, Gökhan. I mean, just, just let me add this before I go to the regulatory. I, I fully agree with you to say that NFTs are more than just images and, and things which you uh, try to trade. The technology behind the NFT is using a smart contract for an ERC-1155, ERC-721 and doing different things with it and giving different allowances and stuff like that. This is very impressive. And I think this is the future. And so, yeah, what happened this week? So this week we saw the publication of Bafin on NFTs. It is not the first publication. Bafin already put on its webpage a small yeah, information paragraph on how they treat NFTs, which is very similar on how the markets and crypto assets regulation, Mika, is treating NFTs. And now they published in the so-called Bafin journal, uh, I think two or three pages on NFTs, and for those of you who are active, like, like Henry and, and others, uh, this is nothing new. I mean, Bafin is just repeating its position, which is already has, having since 2017, since the big times in ICOs, saying that, okay, um, NFTs, uh, if they're really non-fungible, like non-fungible, as Henry described in the beginning, they can never be a MIFID instrument. So they can never be security. On the other hand, Bafin also uh, said that, um, having an NFT does not mean that it's not regulated. An NFT could be regulated if the NFT um, is had, gives an investor purpose or an investment-like purpose to the holder. So it's not just a utility which you can use against the issuer to receive some services and some goods only from the issuer, 
but you can use it for 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 yeah raising uh, raising uh, money and also for the holder to to participate in that process or for the for the holder to have the option to 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 sell it on a higher price even if uh, maybe on the secondary market of the issuer so if the issuer is not just issuing the nft but also running its own secondary market this could be an indication of that this nft is not just uh, providing a utility uh, words uh, to the to the, from the issuer but also giving the possibility of the holder to trade it and if you can trade it especially on the secondary market of the issuer then there is most likely an investment like purpose behind it and then this nft is becoming a crypto asset under german banking act and we have the same definition uh, in in the mika in the markets of uh, in the market of crypto asset regulation uh, and yeah, I think this is uh, how how I would see it. I mean, uh, Henry, how do you, what do you think about it? Uh, well, I would like uh, instead of giving my opinion, I would like to um, give you um, the example of uh, semi fungible tokens. Yeah, so um, that are also digital assets that are stored on a blockchain, but they can be exchanged for one another based on their value or attributes. And uh, for example, uh, gold bars with uh, uh, only different serial numbers, you could exchange uh, uh, an NFT of gold bar one, two, three with uh, NFT of gold bar one, two, four. Um, in my opinion, these are uh, financial products. Yeah, so as soon as it's no, no longer a NFT, it's a financial product yeah i fully i fully agree to that henry and Bafin actually also um uh, explained this a little bit uh, and uh, Bafin actually took the definition of non-fungible and says that fungible does not only mean that it has to be non-fungible from a technical perspective so erc 721 versus erc 20 where 721 is a technically unique standard and erc 20 is replaceable so Baffin said, even if you have 1,000 ERC-721s, but they all give the right to the same assets. So let's say your example of gold, Henry. So if you have like an, uh, a, a, a vault full with gold and you say that those 1,000 who hold the ERC-721 uh, uh, NFT get 0.1% uh, of the gold inside that vault, so they all have, in the end of the day, the same right. So these thousand people have the same right. They all get the same amount of gold from this vault. And then I would say, okay, then the token itself, the ERC-721, even from a technical perspective, it's unique. But from a from a practical perspective, it is, it is exchangeable. So yeah. I can swap my ERC-721, which gives me 0.1% to the gold, with you, Henry. And if uh, Gökhan would be the, 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 the holder of the vault, for him, for Gökhan, it wouldn't make a difference if I would come with my ERC-721 or you would come with yours because it, it, both of them represent the same claim, getting 0.1% either gold or the, the, the economical value of that gold. And this is what Bafin uh, uh, just highlighted and, and said. And we have the same in Mika, actually. For those of you who are familiar with Mika, just look at the reticles, reticle 6 ABCD. It's written there, the same thing as Bafin was putting in the publication. And I'm happy that Bafin gave this publication finally because there were some rumors saying either all NFTs are securities or saying NFTs are not regulated at all. The truth lies in the middle. Uh, but I think uh, this is uh, yeah, very, very interesting. 
And as I said in the beginning, the second thing, which is very, very interesting, is the Baffin's, uh, yeah, Baffin's investigation into Uniswap. So, and for those of you who did not follow Twitter uh, the last days, I just summarize it, and then I'm going to go over to you, Gurkhan and Henry, and asking you what you think about it. So, just to summarize it, what happened? So, uh, uh, Unis, uh, Uniswap Labs, uh, the the account of Uniswap Labs, uh, uh, made a tweet in German and German language, saying that uh, "Good morning, Germany. Uh, are you still uh, queuing, or are you like waiting for for like for a product?" And then. Uh, there was a link which led to the new wallet of Uniswap, which would provide some services to those using Uniswap to have a more convenient way of trading. So what what uh, this tweet is very interesting is that it's it said in a, in a first line, "Good morning, Germany." It used the German flag even, um, and uh, Uniswap's labs the account belongs to Universal Navigation Inc., which is actually one of the companies behind Uniswap. So and this is very interesting because uh, we, we have something in, in Germany, but also now in the European economic area and probably also in the US, which is called reverse solicitation. And reverse solicitation means that you can provide your services uh, cross-border to uh, the customers if the request is coming solely or exclusively by the customer, so if the customer is asking you to provide the services, uh, you can provide the services because this also falls under the uh, fundamental right of the humans, which is called the freedom to ask for services, and then you're allowed to provide your services. But on the other hand, so this is the this is what is not allowed, which is not covered by reverse solicitation, is if you market your services actively to the market and then the, the customer is coming because the customer saw your commercials in your marketing and then asking you for the services. And this is not any longer covered by the freedom to provide the services. Uh, and this said, we can uh, elaborate a little bit more in detail on that, uh, Gökhan and Henry, and to see what you think about it. I would like to start with you, Gökhan, because I know that you're a little bit more liberate on, on marketing, but you as, you as a person who is very active in the international market, um, not just in the international financial market, but in the international market in general. Uh, are you surprised about the actions of Uniswap and about uh, what we learned that Bafin is now investigating Uniswap's action? Frankly speaking, I'm not really surprised. Um, I mean, that's a kind of, we would call it guerrilla marketing style, you know, um, a kind of, I'm um, sorry, I, I wasn't aware that you have such a regulation. We just did a kind of, uh, you know, uh, a, a peaceful tweet there, which was not really serious. Yeah. But if, if you look about Uniswap, they tried also something to do in the US and even the SEC had some investigations against Uniswap in the second half of 2021 and which they then stopped because at the end of the day, you know, what would you do against Uniswap? The, the only thing you can do is say, okay, you're not allowed to do business, but then, you know, um, people will do anyway business in other countries or over the internet where with someone else over Uniswap. And in Germany, I mean, maybe all of you heard about Julian Hosp and his cake DeFi stuff. 
And he's also not allowed to do business in the German-speaking countries, but he's doing there. And he's also advertising every day on his YouTube channel, on LinkedIn, actively the stuff. But he's not regulated by BaFin and he's not allowed to do that. So frankly speaking, do I think it was maybe not the right attitude? Yes. Is it so critical? No. Because at the end of the day, um, yes, they will investigate against the Uniswap. Uh, they will not maybe stop the people investing because if they are forbid to do something in Germany to me, I go over my VPN in the US or in another country and do my business on the exchange on, on Uniswap anyway. And I guess people are more nerdy than I am, you know, and do that in any way. So frankly speaking, yes, maybe it was not the most polite way to entrance a market, especially you should not piss off the regulator in the market. Yes, totally agree with that. But hey, at the end of the day, that's yeah. business, you know, and then. No, so I, um, I let's say, I, I halfway disagree with you. So uh, we've seen the, the pancake swap uh, example of uh, people claiming that was not them advertising on the German market, but a uh, third party. And uh, I think with uh, Uniswap, uh, one of their uh, trainees uh, got access to the to the Twitter uh, account. Uh, but the real problem with reversal, or let, let's say, with is a kind of uh, uh, unfair advantage if you uh, advertise for a service that is not regulated in the country. Yeah, it's unfair. Uh, competition towards the companies that are regulated. So the, the regulated companies uh, pay um, a lot of money for keeping their compliance standards, for keeping their license with BaFin or the Dutch or another European regulator. So they pay a lot of money for that. And so they have to um, get this cost back and that's done through transaction fees or service fees. So if you offer an unregulated service in a regulated market, you have an unfair advantage because you don't have these costs. So it might be a kind of guerrilla and it might be kind of an accident, but it's harmful to the regulated companies. But question to that, Henry, are the clients or the prospects of Uniswap the clients of the regulated entities are are we talking to the same audience i guess that is also a very important question here because the people who are going to the to the regulated ones are maybe not the the ones who use uniswap maybe just a small portion of that yes i agree with that because the other one have to stay in the line they have to stick to the regulations you know and they have to bow in front of the baffin which is a good thing but are we really talking to the same client base over there just one point, just one point before Henry, you continue to answer, just to give the same information to the listeners. So um, what, what you're talking, what you're both talking about is very interesting. So uh, the, the case of, uh, of uh, Julian Hosp just uh, noticed the difference. Julian Hosp was speaking in German. He has his Twitter and YouTube and so on. However, in the case of Julian Hosp, you can still argue that he was not actively talking to a regulated market, Germany, because he was talking in, 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 in German, but he's in Switzerland. Maybe in Swiss, Switzerland it's not regulated. Maybe he was talking to the to the Germans in Liechtenstein or in Austria. This could be one line of argumentation to try to defend. Then we had the same with Frank Thelen, 
who made some announcement, but for Frank Thielen, it's a little bit more trivial because Frank Thielen is a very prominent German figure and there Bachen was not really happy about it and they had some solid grounds. Um, and then the, the second part, what you said, uh, um, um, Henry, regarding competition law and competition, it's very important. We saw the same line of argumentation of Coinbase, which is regulated in Germany, And they're like really arguing publicly and also towards the German regulator saying it's not fair that Binance is increasing day by day. They are now, I read everything today, they have 70% of the entire market of, uh, of the crypto market uh, and, uh, and Coinbase is, is shrimping and they're losing. Uh, and one line of argumentation of that is that they have high costs because they're regulated and they are not allowed to provide all the services they want to provide. This goes a little bit in your direction, Gökhan, because you say, is it the right audience uh, if you talk about competition? Uh, I have some answer there, but I just wanted to uh, explain it to you by saying, look at Binance. They're not regulated in Germany yet. They provide everything. They increase day by day. Plus, they're allowed to provide the full portfolio of all kinds of services, CFI, DeFi, NFTs, everything, uh, MIFID products, non-MIFID products, derivatives. Uh, so th this is just some background information for those who listen. And then giving the word back to you, Henry, uh, of the question of Gökhan, who said, okay, uh, does it also count if we say that uh, Uniswap is not really targeting the same market? as let's say maybe the, the, the clients or users of Coinbase, Bitpanda, or those who have a license in Germany? Um, yeah, of course, it's it's a different uh, service that uh, Uniswap offers. And the, the whole DeFi space is uh, still highly unregu unregulated. Yeah, but it, it doesn't mean what's, uh, that what is not regulated um, is allowed, yeah. So, uh, but you 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 know better how to, how to tell that. But if we if we go if we look at the uh, regulated business and selling bitcoins is a is a regulated uh, business in uh, Germany and in the Netherlands and and in other countries. And if I offer uh, as an unregulated entity my service to uh, German customers. Yeah, I can. I have a completely different uh, operating uh, cost uh, calculation than when I am a, a regulated company and I have to report uh, to the regulators on a monthly or quarterly basis and uh, uh, do all kind of uh, compliance uh, reporting and um, yeah. Uh, ha have a have a huge back office for the KYC and AML and ATF uh, regulation. I don't say and I'm not saying that the unregulated companies uh, do not give a mind about uh, KYC, AML, or ATF, but they do at least not have the reporting obligations. And I can tell you from experience that this is really time consuming. Okay, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you, Henry. And my question now goes a little bit to you, Gurkhan. So let's imagine, let's imagine that um, this service which Uniswap is now offering, it's a wallet, it's their own wallet, 
and they provide, I don't know, some convenience. Maybe it's cheaper to trade with that new wallet. Maybe they have an access to different coins with Uniswap is going to offer. Let's imagine that something goes wrong with that service. Something goes really bad. I don't know, some some hack, something, some protocol is is, uh, is not really working and the users, they lose their assets in the wallet. They, 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 someone is, is, is getting through their wallet to their assets and something goes wrong. Uh, so if this happens and we 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 see then now this this post or this tweet was out and something in two months or three months happens, would you then say if if Bartle would have not done anything, they would have it would have been wrong because then they would have protected the German consumers, or would you say that's the that's a that's a free for the private autonomy that's like a free market and. Uh, so people should do whatever they want to do. I mean, I heard both. I heard both. So I'm just wondering how you think about that as a non-lawyer, but someone who is really building projects and building up products, which are good products, yeah? I guess if you listen to also our last podcast, I'm always protecting regulation. So I'm always a pro-regulation guy because I think regulation eases the way and the path to mass adaption. So therefore, if you ask me, should BaFin regulate that and investigate a little bit and, and create a regulation for that? Damn sure, of course. BaFin has to do the things why we pay the taxes for. You know, I'm expecting that from BaFin to, you know, to prevent us from another Wirecard or you know a Greenhill stuff or a Silvergate bank. You know, and that is why we pay taxes for. And I'm damn expecting that from the BaFin. So, because the more regulation we have in every country. It's not only the BaFin, it's also the EU for Europe, but it's also the SEC if they stop their bullshitting on Ripple, for instance, but focusing more on how we got regulation for the overall crypto market, because then we have different stuff. And then we have also another way and path to adapting tokens, coins, the blockchain and all that technology into the future world. Because then we have different, then, then we can concentrate us on the real use cases, like we discussed in the beginning with NFTs, how we can use of that. You know, if I'm buying, for instance, you know, in, 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 in Georgia, in the eastern of Europe, those guys have already the real estate ownership certifications on the blockchains. I don't know, since 2017, 18, 19, I'm not really sure about the year, but they're already doing this for years and years, you know? And just imagine, especially now with Germany, the bureaucracy we have here and all the paper stuff, you know, the non-digitized stuff, um, how we could use the NFTs in our day-to-day -day businesses when we buy something, sell something, you know, or you buy a car or you would like to open a car because you buy a new one or used one. Instead of going somewhere and getting all the plates there, you just do it online you know, with the SSI, for instance, what Oliver talked about, you know, and you just do it in minutes instead of taking an appointment of days and just waiting for that, you know. So therefore, back to your question, of course, they have to regulate it. And I would highly recommend that we should regulate everything which offers services to the market. So the only thing is I'm a little bit more, you know, open in how people enter the market, but that they have to be regulated is a different story and a different question, you know? Okay, thank you, Gurkhan. I mean, you said one thing which is very interesting and I wanna uh, say something and see how you react, Henry, to that. 
So you said, uh, of course, Bafin and the regulators, they should go after those who do something wrong. For example, you said Wirecard. We can also talk about ComCom and ComEx. Uh, we could talk about FTX, about others. But am I wrong to say that all of that happened actually because it is CeFi and not DeFi? So all of that happened because of some intermediaries and some intermediaries did something wrong. And here in this example with Uniswap, We can look in, into, into into it, but it's actually uh, DeFi. Does DeFi even need a regulator to go behind it, or should the regulator concentrate on the work what they should do and regulate the CeFi people uh, more uh, appropriate and uh, and don't claim uh, crypto and blockchain, which in my opinion was not the, the 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 reason why we have something with FTX or Luna and Terra and all the others. These were errors and mistakes of centralized players. What do you say, Henry? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that um, uh, F, FTX um, uh, has well, not, nothing to do with the blockchain technology itself. Yeah, uh, it uh, does like Wirecard um, is um, did did not act as a, a bad actor because it was a, a PSP. Yeah, it was because they they just explored criminal activities. Yeah, so uh, uh, re regulation doesn't prevent back, bad actors. Yeah, and uh, so uh, as long as DeFi are not um, entities that are incorporated in countries, um, it's it's quite hard uh, to go after them. Yeah. So, and my understanding from Mikar, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is that uh, the device will not be regulated, but the gateway, the gateways to the device. Yeah. And uh, where where they are looking after? So, if there are uh, device with um, uh, smart contracts with uh, voting, that the People or entities that have um, voting majority or have a big impact, uh, you could say the major shareholders or UBOs in um, uh, in companies uh, that that they well can get a claim when they behave when the DeFi behaves wrong. Yeah, if the DeFi behaves as a bad actor, the biggest um, voting Holders uh, could uh, maybe face um, yeah, legal activities. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you both are absolutely right. I mean, regulations about regulating intermediaries, people who provide a regulated service. Yeah, this this is what it's, the regulation is about. And the Mika, as you said correctly, Henry does not regulate true decentralized financial services and true decentralization means that the, you have, you called it, um, I think, gatekeeper or something like that. So you do not uh, regulate the network, a decentralized network. You regulate those intermediaries or those we know from the uh, anti-money laundering rules, those obligated persons who provide the regulated service in the end. So and if you have someone who is an intermediary, this is the first condition. An intermediary could be someone who has in a, in a network the majority of voting rights or maybe even a, 
uh, a holding which is uh, which is uh, a, a qualified holding something like 10 or 20 percent of the voting rights or you have someone who has uh, rights to exercise the voting rights or something like that and this person is then through this voting rights providing some financial services in the end of the day um, then you can regulate them and you should regulate them as you said uh, Gökhan absolutely correct you should regulate those players uh, and this would be fair However, as we used to say in German, you cannot uh, treat uh, pears as apples or, 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 or stones as eggs or whatever. Uh, we need to have the same, we really need to have the same conditions. And for Uniswap, for example, I mean, it's very interesting that this tweet was set obviously not by a DAO, it was set by a company. It was this Universal, uh, Universal Inc. Uh, company. Uh, so they set the tweet and they are somehow behind um, the protocols of, of Uniswap. So someone may think, okay, who is this Universal Navigation Inc. really? Uh, but in, in my opinion, like as a non-lawyer, um, I'm wondering why did they do this? Why did they set such a tweet and they really like address the German community where everyone knows uh, if some regulator is, is sensitive about things like this, it's the German regulator. So... Uh, coming back to you again, Gökhan. So not from a legal perspective, but like really from a practical perspective. Uh, isn't it for you so surprising that they, they go on Twitter and they know that normally DeFi is under the radar, no one wants to regulate them. And then they come and suddenly write in German with a German flag and like, like really like putting it under the nose of the German regulator saying, are you waiting so long for a good service? Come here and download our wallet. Let me ask you a question. Do they have now the attention, yes or no? Yes, they do. <laughs> Definitely. Mission accomplished. Look, there's a term in marketing. There's no bad marketing. At least you make noise, you know? And they made a lot of noise with that stuff. The thing is, maybe not the right one, but at least they have now huge attention. And now people will investigate in the internet, who the fuck is Uniswap? Maybe people were not aware about that, but now they're reading about this in the news, you know, on LinkedIn. People were not really familiar with Uniswap, but now they're investigating, looking more into that, reading, you know, through the whole stuff. And that means now you have a better brand awareness and recognition through uh, a gesture of uh, like they did with that tweet, you know. So therefore, I think it's, again, maybe not the most correct way to do something, but at least they have the awareness, they have the attention right now, maybe not the attention they would like to have from the bathroom, but at least from the end consumer. So therefore I think as an entrepreneur, I would say, yeah, maybe not the best way, but at least a good way. Yeah. You know? So I, I have a question to you, Ani. What, what can Bafin actually do? Because they cannot, if you have a physical store, yeah, yeah, you they, they, can, they, they can close your store and but what, what can a regulator do against a DeFi? A very good one, Henry. Yeah, so uh, as I'm very familiar with this kind of BaFin investigations, because I have many, many clients also from the DeFi sector. So what, what BaFin would do, I mean, first of all, how did BaFin even get to that? BaFin has really tools, and this is interesting for all of the tech guys. BaFin has tools, very sophisticated tools, very expensive tools, with which they can screen the entire market not just the internet like Twitter, they also can screen YouTube videos, influencers and everything and see if there's a relation. So I don't know if it's if it's the right word, it's an AI tool or a rec tech tool, but it's some tool where they just put in some words 
and they get everything. They get everything straight. So this tool is replacing the work of 20 people. And it, it's very, it's very interesting. So this is how they got to this. And they would do the same as I did. They would look, okay, who 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 gave who who did this post? Okay, they would see, okay, it is a company called uh, here Universal Navigation Inc. They would look where is this company registered, and then they would write this company an email, and they would follow a, a letter by post and asking this company to uh, to explain themselves what they did and why they did it, and if they're aware of it that it's 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 a regulated activity what they do. And uh, they would dig deeper. They would then ask, in a, in a, they wouldn't give up just asking this one thing. Then if this company would answer, they would ask, okay, can you tell me how many of your users are German users, the percentage, and how many of these users have increased in the last days due to this commercial? And they would do these questions. They would get their information and statistics. So and some would say, okay, if something like this comes, I would not answer. I would just not answer. They can't do anything against me because I'm in the internet. Yeah, it doesn't really work like that because they would see, okay, Universal Navigation Inc., they're registered maybe in Delaware, maybe somewhere in the U.S., and the regulators, they have a very good relationship for something like this. If something like this happens and the target, in this case, Universal Navigation Inc., would not answer, the, someone from Buffin would just take the phone, give a call to his buddy at, at, at the U.S. authorities, and ask them to just deliver the, the message to the, the target. And they do this. They do this a lot. And uh, by doing this, they can easily uh, break all your business uh, in a location. We have seen that with Tornado Cash. Uh, the U.S. grabbed the phone, called uh, the Netherlands and asked to put uh, Alexei Petsev in jail. Uh, and the, 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 the people in the Netherlands didn't even ask uh, why. They just said when. Yeah, They just said when. Put this poor guy in jail. He's sitting there for more than 100 days. There is no proper accusation by the court. They're now just trying to understand what happened. But this is what's happening. If, if someone is crapping the phone, calling you saying, do it, they're going to do it. And this is very, very dangerous. So, yeah, I mean, look, looking at the time, I think we, we, we discussed a lot. Uh, I, w I would like to thank you both. And I, as, as you know, and as the listeners know, this was not our last episode. We're going to have more episodes and I think we're going to have more interesting stuff to talk about. I would like to thank you both for your participation today and uh, would say uh, listen to you again.